When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cowboys were first to just about everything yesterday. First to score, first to block a punt, first to win the game, everything about it. Not a great day at SoFi, Al. You're clapping. See, I can't even do my yeah because I'm just I, – how about this? Yeah, yeah. for the Dodgers. That's for pretty good. Matthew Stafford and yeah. the rest of the crew. Don't lose your voice. you got so a long much. week coming up here. I do. Going yeah. to Dodger game on yeah. Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, you're going to make an appearance at the Dodger game I'm going to go. Night. Yeah, awesome. I'm going to go. Now, listen, um, it's not very often that the San Diego Padres – make a playoff appearance. They haven't had a home game. I was telling Berg this in the hallway. I'm like, listen, uh, I know the Padres don't have a chance here, but they haven't had a playoff home game since 2006. Can they just get two playoff home games and then that's it? They'll get lose three games sure. to one? Get one for sure. <laughs> They'll lose three games to one and then call it a day? Uh, it, it's it's a lot. It's you know. It, here's the thing. Are you going to be geared up at the Dodger game? Are you going to? I'll rock a Padre hat. There you go. I'll rock a Padre hat. All right. Got to do it. Uh, you go, do you go old school, like the yellow and brown? Or you yellow more, and brown. Okay. Yellow and brown. Or like Randy Jones, Dave Winfield kind of era? Or is this like it's uh, their current? Their Tony cur- Gwynn. Oh, oh, it's the current I, one. I, I love the T. Gwynn. Yeah. That T. Gwynn one back but with in the With the orange? You're oh, talking about yeah. that orange one in oh, there? Oh, yeah. Padres change their uniforms like every six months. So I think they're done. <laughs> I think they're done. I think when they went back to this... I think they finally have established something. They're by themselves, right? Like, it's very unique to them. Oh, yeah. You're good now. No, no, the brown and yellow is unique to them, but they keep going away from it. How about when they went for like four years having Dodger uniforms on? (laughs) I know. That was weird. Hey, how about if we're blue and white? All right, do you remember? Do you remember? You're going to do what now? Do you remember? Yeah, and it makes makes no sense that they were doing that. Do you remember in 98? They get to the World Series. I'm just think of like that era. Yeah. Okay. Trevor Hoffman, Tony Gwynn, Ken Kamenetti, Greg Vaughn. Yep. Uh, Sterling Hitchcock. All those guys, oh right? Oh yeah. Pulse, Andy Ashby, Josh yeah. Hamilton. All those nice. dudes. They had the orange in the SD. Yeah. But they still were starting to kind of go white. Blue was starting to come in a little bit. I'm like, why are you guys doing that? And then they went full blue. Yeah. And that made zero sense <laughs> to me. And now they're back to what they were. The Padres were. are yellow and brown. The Padres yeah. are severe underdogs coming in to this series along the way. You and I were having a little conversation during the break. Dodgers, it, you there really is nowhere to slice it that the Dodgers don't look like the much better team. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers are the much better team. Player to player, they match it. Even even when you go to like so, you look at Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. If you said Mookie Betts or Juan Soto, oh, and, even, you pick first. That's, that's fine. literally not even. Yeah, go ahead. Today, I'll, that's yeah. not even close. No, it's well. I think it's close. But if you, if you if had you've the first seen pick, him since he's since he's been a Padre, he got a pretty big hit last night, and he, he did. And by, and by but, the way, you're not that wrong on that. Is starting mm-hmm. to, to to turn the right way. My point is, there is no point where you're comfortable pitching to Juan Soto. Never, never. Mm-hmm. I don't care if he's 0 for 50. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pitch to that guy, and I really don't want to have to pitch to that guy with runners on base. The point of all of this is. 
it's 0-0. I know the Dodgers won 14 to 19 games. I know they outscored them by a million runs during the I regular season. I think 60-plus runs in those 19 games. 62. Yeah. 62 games, or 62 runs. <laughs> it, they're, listen, they're plus 334 in their run differential. Just the Padres, <laughs> they grabbed 62. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, no, that's a very good point. It's a very good point. It's like uh, You know what it's going to be when they throw that first pitch tomorrow night? 0-0. Zero, zero, zero. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You don't think you Darvish can show up in game two and do what he did the first game? You don't think that Musgrove can turn around and do it again? I mean, I, I get it. The Dodgers are heavy favorites, and they should be. My point is, this reminds me so much of 1988 when the Dodgers and Mets. Dodgers and Mets played 11 times during the regular season that year. The Mets won 10. You know what happened in the playoffs? The Dodgers rode a hot pitcher in Oral Hershiser yeah. who was terrific, and they got weird things. Mike Sosha who I think probably had in his career probably hit 50 home runs. And he played a long time. He played 15 years. Was not a home run guy at all. Hmm. Takes Dwight Gooden deep hmm. in the late innings. Okay, it's like, well, that, nobody saw. That's Trent Grisham all of a sudden. A guy that is batting 184, and now he's taking <laughs> Scherzer, Scherzer and DeGrom, and DeGrom deep. deep. This is my point. The mm -hmm. Dodgers are favorites. They should yeah. win the series. Yep. They should be as comfortable as you possibly can. And I don't like any of it because I know what happens when playoff series that, starts. So if this setup you're not comfortable with, you're never going to be comfortable with a nope. setup. You know when I'll be comfortable? When, when they win a World Series and there's champagne corks yeah, flying 100%. all over the place. By, by the way. That's when I'll be comfortable. By the way, that's fair. But I almost feel like there's – not that there's a setup coming or something like that because before the weekend started, all I heard was that Dodger fans would prefer the Mets. Now we actually the you and Mets I, or the Padres. They would prefer. I'm sorry. They prefer the Padres. Yes. They want to avoid the Mets. You and I actually had a pretty good conversation on Friday. It's like, listen, there actually is there is a little bit of well, look what happened in September. Scherzer was out for some portion of time. Degrom had a blister issue that he was dealing with. Um, the Mets, the Mets faced the Atlanta Braves, and all they had to do was just don't get swept. Right. They got swept. Yeah. So and fell into the wild card. And and it's not. I'm not sitting here trying to make an argument that the Padres were playing perfect baseball. They weren't. But they were also in a. Hey, you lose a couple games in a row, you might not make the playoffs. The Brewers are there. The Phillies are there. Three three teams fighting for you know obviously two spots. The Dodgers have everything that they've asked for. Mm -hmm. Last year they didn't win the division. They had to play in a one game wild card. They had to use all their dudes through 162 games. They ran out of gas. Had nothing. I'm not telling you that the Dodgers didn't have injuries along the way this year. But any of those injuries, Trav, did any of those injuries stop them? No. The team that they're going to take onto the field tomorrow night is the same team that won 111 games. So I think, you know, if you if you want to look at what the Dodgers have accomplished in 10 years, you can't ask for a better setup. Now all you got to do is just beat the team that is first off going to come in, game one, probably Julio, Clevenger it looks like for the Padres. They're, they're not – they're probably going to have bullpen days in the first and the fifth game if it went that far. Everything's lined up for the Dodgers. What do they have to do? Just play the same baseball you played for 111 games. Okay. Y yes. And, and again, I want to be crystal clear. I think the Dodgers are going to win this series. The Dodgers are clearly the better team between these two. I know what you're saying. Anything can happen. But it, and here's specifically what can happen. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow night, the Padres are going to have a bullpen game. Mike Clevenger. But th this is kind of one of those. Hey, listen. We've been on the road. I think they played nine road games in a row, okay? And so, because they ended the season with six in a row on the road, and then they had three in New York. So they've played nine road mm -hmm. games in a row. They, to your point, 
they've had to grind out because the Brewers and the Padres and the Phillies were kind of all together and it wasn't quite sure what was going to happen until right near the end of the season. They had to fire all of their starting pitching bullets in the three-game series in New York. Mike Clevenger is the weak link in this chain, and Shamanea as well. But look, if you can get three or four innings out of him, and the Dodgers do not torch him, mm-hmm. and now all of a sudden you're in a game, it's the sixth or seventh inning, it's three to two, either way, and a blooper, an error, a bad call, and now all of a sudden the Padres win a game yeah. that they have no business winning at all. The Dodgers throw well, that, their that's, guy. That's a game. And, and that's, now, that's a different and story. And now all hell that's is a broken story. loose. Now yeah. it's, hey, and, and the scenario, but it's unlikely, but it's not a, It's not crazy. Mm-hmm. Then it's you're set a, up Then you're set up with, you use your ace in game one. I'm not saying you don't have excellent pitching after that, but Darvish was excellent against the Mets. Musgrove was excellent against the Mets. Blake Snell is give or take, feast or famine. Nobody has any idea. He'll either give you he locked up seven the innings. In the World Series pretty he did. Good. He did, but he's also he also couldn't throw a strike of his life. Depended on it on uh, I think it was Saturday night. But that just just the playoff of what you just set up. This is the part where you know I guess the question and, and Dodgers don't take me as a team like this. Their current roster, do they feel the pressure? Do the Dodgers Absolutely. right now? Okay, but Absolutely. so these guys don't—they don't give me that feeling that Julio does not take me as a guy. As I don't think I, I don't feel think the pressure. He's a a white knuckle guy. Okay, I don't think he. Mookie is. is not a guy that I feel like I feel the pressure. Freddie Freeman's not a guy that I feel like I feel the pressure. Justin Turner's not a guy that tells me I feel the pressure. They have enough guys. I'm not telling you that there's no pressure when you won. The Padres get swept in this series. Are people going to really be saying much? No. no. If the Padres force a game five, it's like, how the hell did they accomplish that? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that there's not pressure in the series, but I feel like there are dudes been there, done it, been around for a long time. I don't feel pressure at this point, my they, man. They are guys that have been there, done that for a long time. But what did Julio say a week or so ago? Yeah, I'm tired of hearing about that short season World Series. Mm-hmm. Okay, so something's rattling around in there. Clayton Kershaw is another guy who has his World Series. Kershaw's had moments. But no, there are, and, and by the way, That's by, Justin Turner and Trey him. Turner and some of these other guys have had postseason struggles along the way. They've Trey had Turner success, last year struggled. But th- my point is, is that this is not all gravy for these guys. The one guy that feels graviest, if that's a word, is Freddie. He just won the World Series last year. He carried his team to that World Series championship. He's been terrific all year long. There are some guys that can kind of decompress a little bit. But yeah, and, and by the way, whenever you're the favorite, if you come, they, they won 111. I think it's the second most in National League history. There's pressure to not be the team that won 111 games because this isn't even the Warriors when they won 73 and lost in the finals. Okay. This is the opening round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the this isn't even the NLCS. This is the divisional round on a team that you've beat like a drum. Yep. There is pressure now. I'd rather much be in the Dodger shoes than the Padres shoes, but there's pressure. So I'm going to use this as an example. You and I talked about this on Friday. The Mets are an organization. It feels like the Mets are an organization that they were feeling that pressure. The Mets is a perfect example of a franchise that you felt like mentally, Yep. oh, crap, we yep. could lose this thing. Yeah, I know we got Scherzer and DeGrom, but oh, we could lose this thing. And you just felt that the entire series. I don't have that feeling. It's such... You know, another team that I don't think has that, I don't think the Atlanta Braves have it either. I don't think they have that. There's pressure. Braves and the Dodgers, if those two end up colliding in the next round, those are two squads that both feel like, no, we deserve to be in the World Series, these and that things, should be interesting. These things kind of always 
kind of unfold differently. Yeah. Go go back to the pandemic season where the Dod- Dodgers down three one in the NLCS. Mm-hmm. I said it on the time, so I'm not making this up. Down three one, I said Dodgers going to win this series. It just felt like they, they, they're more experienced. The Braves aren't quite ready for this. And by the way, the way that the pitching is set up, you could kind of see it coming. We just need to get going this much, and it'll yeah. happen. And that's what happened last year when the Braves jumped. And you're like, I said, remember saying to you. This doesn't feel good. This does not feel like last year because they were missing all sorts of guys. I think we'll have a much better sense of how this starts to open up and feel based on what we see in game one. If they go out there and score their typical nine runs against the Padres, yeah. then the sweep becomes a real, real, real possibility right out of the shoot. If even if the Dodgers win though, five to four. It's like, oh, this is a little bit of a different thing. And if you lose, then obviously it's a totally I, I, I different. I get thing. the momentum thing and that game could set there's so many things going against the Padres in that first game that there's literally no pressure on the Padres. It is on the Dodgers to handle business. And the only thing that could hurt the Dodgers in game one, you're just not fresh. You're just not fresh, right? Like you haven't played meaningful baseball in a while while another team was playing playoff baseball for three straight games. They clinched the division towards the end of August. Mm-hmm. Right, so they have. It's been a month plus since they were kind of just you know every night we're going to run out of lineup, we're going to make pitching. And day. the Padres had to play games. Padres had to play games, but the Dodgers haven't had a real meaningful game in a year mm-hmm. because they got out to a lead in the division early, and then they just extended. Well, it April twenty six <laughs> something was like a that. huge one. Yeah. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, a chance to win a million dollars. Who do we have on the line? Who is our winner for today? Hi, this is Pedro from L.A. Pedro from Los Angeles. Pedro, what's your last name? Uh, Cardenas. Pedro Cardenas. (laughs) All right, Pedro Cardenas from Los Angeles is our winner. Pedro, here's how the game works. You're going to give us the two teams that you think are going to make it to the Super Bowl. You're going to tell us the final score of that game, and if you get it right, you are going to win $1 million. Of course, you got some Rams-Panthers tickets coming your way as well. That's for the game coming up on Sunday. What is your Super Bowl prediction, Pedro? Uh, My prediction is Bills 34 49ers 23. 34-23, the Buffalo Bills over the San Francisco 49ers. Pedro Cardenas from Los Angeles. Good luck, my friend. Thank you, Pedro. I like that pick. I like that pick. I think you're going to get a lot less Rams picks moving forward. I'm serious. (laughs) Really, are you? Yeah, you don't typically pick the 2-3 and team uh, to go to the Super Bowl after five weeks. Forget the even record. 
Just watch them play football. Well, I think That's the a, reason they're two and three is because we have watched we, them play football. And we're looking at the block punt as we speak here. I was just going to say, I get it on Tuesday morning yeah. when you're on Monday Night Football and you got run over. I'm going to have to see those highlights. I feel like this is the 450. Is Chris producing Sports Center this morning? All I've seen is Keenan Allen's tweet, <laughs> Musgrove's ear. And uh, this, it's it's a lot. It, look that catch from Cooper. Let's talk about that catch from Cooper Cup. That was pretty impressive. Get you know, a one-handed catch, takes the corner. Yeah, one-handed catch, uh, and then just... seventy-five yards. By the way, apparently he is pretty fast. I mean, Trayvon Diggs didn't catch him. That was a pretty impressive play. All right, this is that where one less so. Yep, this is where <laughs> I. So Cooper Cup scores. Ugh. I go take a shower. I'm like, all right, I got to come in for Lakers pregame. I'm probably, I, I take quick showers. I'm probably gone for seven, eight minutes. I come back, it's already 16 10. I'm like, what happened? When well, they just had the lead for 38 seconds. Tony Pollard had a 53 yard run as well. And what that happened. was the. You yeah. know what's crazy about it is the Ram defense has been good, not great. Okay. It, it, they had a really good day yesterday. They gave up, the, the team gave up 22 points, but nine of those were basically gifted from the offense. So that's a 13 point day. And they only gave up 13 points, despite the fact, Lee, that they had two big plays. They had the Tony Pollard run, yeah. which went for a long touchdown. Mm -hmm. And then on a third and 15, they hit Michael Gallup down the right side, which is a beautiful catch by him. Just a, a really impressive grab. Ram defense is fine. You know, it's the, it's the offense that if you were assigning blame, like 90% of this is going through the offensive side of the team. It, it's all on the offense and the offensive line and Allen Robinson and the running backs and pretty much everybody with the maybe the slight exception of Matthew Stafford. Well, the, the, the way that you've been built in the past, by the way, I know you're not doing it just to do it. The, the Matt Stafford, the hey, let's pump the brakes on pointing the blame at him. The dude literally does not have time to do anything. So, And th and, and that's not to say Stafford doesn't make some decisions where, um, you know, you question, hey, yes. why are you doing, why are you do that? But if you don't have – if you have nothing in your backfield, that's a threat. If you have an offensive line that right right when you get the snap, even if, even if there's going to be some plays where you actually get protection, you're constantly thinking, I'm not protected. Like, that changes everything you're as well. Shocked. It, but it's the – it's not just getting sacked. It's thinking on any given play, sure. I'm going to have pressure – under my, you know, under my chin. So I, I think there's a combination of that. Their defense is, I, if if you're talking about how the Rams are losing, you're not sitting back and focusing on the defense, which is I think the point that you're trying to make. They're not losing 45 to 10. They're losing 22 to 10, and nine of those points come from the offense. I, I, two things can be true at the same time. The head coach of the Rams, Sean McVay, can be protecting Matthew Stafford, and he can also be telling the truth, and I think that's what this is. You know, I love Matthew Stafford. He is competing and doing everything in his power for this team. He needs some help, and we got, we got to be able to help him. There's the line. Look, Sean McVay is you can kind of predict what he's going to say after games. Yeah. That one was out of the prediction tree. That, that what I would have expected is we need to do better in all phases of the game. We need to do this. We need players, coach, et cetera, et cetera. That's the the standard. This response. one's on me. This one is listen. He's doing everything he can. We have to get him some help. That's different. I agree with it. Matthew Stafford has not been great this year, but no one would be under those sets of circumstances. So it's one thing to point that out. I don't know if they could fix it. That's the problem. The biggest problem, it's, you know, you could sit here and you and I can analyze, hey, the offensive line is a problem. Well, they've known that for three weeks now. It's not like anything has changed. The problem is, can you fix it? 
Now you can go into that game against the Carolina Panthers and just happen to have them on the on your schedule this week. They're just week. better than the Panthers. Okay, and and that could just be you just kind of fell into that. Yeah. But I don't know if that's going to change anything. Is it going to change that by the time they get their bye and they play the 49ers, will the team look different? You better hope something's changed over the next couple of weeks. How do you fix an offensive line that is last in the league in rushing? They've given up 21 sacks through five games. And there's, you know, Brian Allen hopefully is back before too long. 21 sacks. 21 in five games. That's four, five four and change game. And, and look, five yesterday, seven on Monday Night Football. And these are causing turnovers. They're not just the, hey, no. I fell to the ground, I lost seven yards. No, it, no they're costing exactly you right. points. This isn't, okay, first and 10, and now it's second and 16. Mm-hmm. This is, oh, they just scored a touchdown. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Now, you could argue that he should be better with ball security. I, I'm here for that argument. Fact of the matter is, oh, and, and I don't like this, Lee, mm-hmm. I think you're right. I don't know if this is a fixable issue in the short period of time. Maybe if some things really break the right way, you string a couple of wins together, Odell decides to come back, your offensive line gets a little healthier, but that's a lot of things in a row having to go right, and so far nothing Can I ask you a question, the Odell piece? Why would he come to the Rams? Uh, Here's why. He knows this. He knows the system. He knows exactly what he's getting. He fit in really well here. Mm-hmm. He likes Sean McVay. He likes Matthew Stafford. There is Cooper Cup there, which means he's not going to be the only offensive weapon on a team. You're, I, I, I get where you're going. That why would I join a team that could be five and four or four and five by the time he's ready to go? It's a, it's a really good question. But if he goes to Buffalo, for instance, right? Okay. I got to learn a system from scratch. I got to mm-hmm. go all over. I, as good as Josh Allen is, I've never really worked with him before. I don't know what that's going to be like. I don't know what it's like, the ball coming out of his hands. Los Angeles is really familiar for him. So that's I'm going to throw this your way. Let's say they have that advantage. Do you think by week nine, week 10, whatever it is that he's healthy enough to come back? He said he's targeting uh, November. So okay. hope, about a month from now seems likely. Do you think... You think he'll actually do that? You think he'll come back to the Rams? You think the Rams have the insider on that track? If the Rams can stay in the mix, yes. Mm-hmm. If they, if they're at, look, let's say, let's say they played nine games at this point. Okay? They're four and five. Maybe not. If they're yeah. three and six, definitely not. Yeah, I think it's it's. I think you could have made the case before the season started. And by the way, you didn't know how much you were going to need him because you just thought, all right, Allen Robinson, he's going to be impactful. That hasn't been the case at all. The offense looks like it's all over the place. There is nothing fluid about what they're doing. I'm not surprised he decides, you know what, let me go to a team that's actually a contender. And that doesn't have to be Buffalo. It could be a couple other different Giants NFC have been, teams. They've been making noise. Green Bay, they've mm-hmm. made a little noise there. I'm going to pull uh, an Al here for a second. Okay. You know what this reminds me of a little mm-hmm. bit? When you said his name, Allen Robinson. This could be a Russell Westbrook situation where it's just, look, I get it. He's a great player, but not here he's not. Because I, I there's a couple of times just isolating him in the plays yesterday. Sleep, they never look at him. That he's just and it's not like he's running wide open. He's not open, and it just seems like it's just a terrible fit for what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because there's no time. Maybe it's this, that, or the other thing. But this just feels like one of those after five games. You know what? This just was you a bad know. idea. This just doesn't look because it's not like they're just missing. It's not like he oh just over his fingertips. Oh, that or timing just, by just, week. Just a just a pair. Another of, week. It's going to be there. Dude, they throw him. He had two passes. He had two catches through the first half for like six yards. It's like that. That, that that's you know what that nothing. is. You know what that is. Consistent with what he was in the past couple. That's what of weeks. I mean. It's it, it yeah. doesn't feel like they're 
trending in the right direction. The mm-hmm. whole and and I can't remember. You know, it could be too. I'm thinking about this kind of. Is this just the law of averages that for the first three or four seasons, every single move they tried hit? Jalen Ramsey hit. Dante Fowler hit. Marcus Peters, Akib Talib, more or less. Everything hit. cashed in. Sue mm-hmm. hit. You uh, uh, you make the trade. Von Miller hit. Yeah. OBJ hit. All of these guys got that it. you win. And now it's just. And now all the these... interest rate shot up. Maybe that's it. And now you have to. You can't. Thanks, Biden. <laughs> Right. The Fed's taking us into a recession. Is it just the law of averages that you that everything you touch doesn't turn to gold and this is turned to it's, a, it's the first time they're putty? gonna taste. I saw this. What McVeigh had never been under five hundred, right? Right. And yeah. now it's the second time that he's under five hundred it's this year. You're right, we're reaching different territory. There's different territory. It doesn't look like McVeigh has an answer. It doesn't look like week to week. Can I, can I hey, just, I, I oh, I know what they're going to do next week, guys. They fix this, they fix that, they're fine. This might be the first time, like you're mentioning, where yeah, you're starting to see this is the NFL. This is the reality. They've been on a cloud, and all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute, welcome, come back, back down to earth, welcome back. That this is how it goes. I, I want to push back on one thing you said. I'm going to defend my guy McVeigh, just like I defend my guy Matthew Stafford. You said I don't know if McVeigh has the answer. I don't know if there is an answer for this issue. Well, he had the answer in that, but there is no answer, right? right? Like I could tell you, guys, no, I mean, look, I can easily be healthy. All I have to do is this, 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 and this. Quick story. You going to do it or no? I, uh, I've i been fired before more than once. Mm-hmm. And w- one time was just, hey, we've decided to make a change. We're going to bring in a new program. They're going to pay us money to put it on. Sorry, you're the odd man out. Peace out. Mm-hmm. Sucks, but you can kind of like, all right. I mean, I, I get it. The other time was, hey- um, this isn't working out. I need you to do better. Fair enough. Okay. What would you like me to do better? Just going to need you to do better. O- okay. I- I'm hearing you. I want to save my job. Yep. But what should better. I do? Just do better. And that's you're like, ah, there is no answer for this. You just want to sack me. We're just setting the stuff up along the way. There is no answer. Well, we got to we got to uh, give Matthew Stafford some help. Okay. How? Told him to do better. What are you What are and you going to do? You didn't do it. Yeah, did you give him it. details? <laughs> Yeah, told him to of do better. Of course I did. This is I Matthew said better Stafford. twice. This is Sean McVay. We need to get him some help. Who, how, where, when, how? It just it, there are no answers to the questions that they have right now. Um look, if he finds them, then he's as good a coach as I thought he was. He might be Belichick 2.0 all over again. All right. SC undefeated. UCLA undefeated. We're going to get a meaningful college football game in this town. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee 710 ESPN. Don't forget, we got a little watch party going on on Wednesday at Clearman's Galley to go watch the Dodgers and Padres in the National League Division Series. You can join 710 ESPN, Tiza, and White Claw. Again, that is this Wednesday. We'll be there from 5 until 8, giving away prizes, tickets, and some other stuff as well. That's at Clearman's Galley, located 7215 Rosemead Boulevard in San Gabriel. It was the site of Slee's um, trial of the century. Special thank you to Tiza. Get more focus and energy in your daily life with Tiza nutrient pouches. Visit TizaEnergy.com and make your mouth happy. I was trying to sell Berg on two home games for the Padres. I'm like, look, just 3-1. 3-1's fine. Dodgers will be fine. <laughs> you, okay. They win in four. Okay, Padres get two home games, and then everyone can kind of move on. <laughs> Let me ask you this. <laughs> We're hanging trophies at San Diego. At what point in the series 
would you start thinking, you know, we can win this thing? As If, if you're a Padre fan yeah. and you're thinking, hey, look, we're already in a spot that we probably didn't expect. Yeah. But now I have hey, the scenario. there's some – there's an opportunity I here. Have the, the door is cracked open. Yeah. Darvish wins game two. Okay. And you go back to SD and it's a 1-1 series. Now all of a sudden it's just the best of three. Right? Like the, the Julio scenario for tomorrow is actually kind of laughable. It's Julio – Versus Clevenger. Like, just think about that. Okay, by the way, real quick, Al. Yeah. Is it Julio? I mean, I'm looking. I, I know. still have not I know. Still seen nothing. anything that's it. I think it's Julio. Mm-hmm. Why is it not announced is, is there a Is there a reason why you don't announce to now? Not that I can think of. Because you, if you're the Padres, you're thinking the, it's... The other option, here, here's where you might wait, but this doesn't make any sense in this scenario. The only reason you might wait is if you had like a left-right thing. Like, I don't I could tell you if I'm going to go left or right, and you don't know mm-hmm. if we're going to see the left guy or the right guy. The two options that you have are both left. The third option that you have is left in Tyler Anderson. So it's not like you're going to you know, make Bob Melvin wait to fill out his lineup because I don't know if they're going to go left or right. There are all three of their top three pitchers are left-handed. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I know we were talking about this last week and we thought it was disrespectful. Listen, I, I don't think anybody's trying to be disrespectful, but I also cannot tell you why you're not just announcing. The Padres beat the Mets yesterday and already announced it's Clevenger for Game One. Now it's a little different of a story. They just used all three of their, you know, all three of their guns. They have no choice but to use Clevenger. But you were asking the question: What would give you an ounce of hope? Hey, we might steal this. Is if it's one-one after two. I mean, listen, the Padres did in New York the only thing that you're hoping for. You got Scherzer and DeGrom. Can you play Sunday? If 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 Scherzer and DeGrom are done and you got to Sunday, okay, well I'll take Musgrove over their third best pitcher, right? Like just using that as an example. Oh, sure. So I, I just I think this is the same thing for the Dodgers. Dodgers, you should be walking away from LA up 2-0. You should oh, be absolutely right, and, 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 and now all less of a sudden than that feels like oh, and, and now all of a sudden you're at Petco Park, mm-hmm. Dodger South. But that's going to be sixty-five. And, and, and you're going to have you're going to have a huge base of Dodger fans yeah. going for the sweep. That's a by the way that would actually play out with how the regular season played out. And when I'm making the case, just go for it's three-one Dodgers. <laughs> Padres get their two home games. You know what we haven't even said. And yeah. By the way, you know. If I were a member of the San Diego Padres, I'd have two thoughts in my brain right now. First of all, don't make they keep mentioning this on Twitter too. I don't know what this thing is about Padre fans making like rap videos or something. Don't do that, guys. Don't <laughs> do that. Play baseball. Yeah, see, just don't see what do happens that. Today. They're trying to limit where you can purchase tickets from, and they're doing it by zip code or wherever you can only be in you know San Diego County and whatever. They're trying to. Yeah. Do, good luck with that. Because we all know how hard it is for people to find tickets on the secondary oh, market. No, they, yeah. Dodger fans will take over Petco the way that they do over and over again. But here, to, if I'm a Padre, here are the two things that are going through my head. Mm-hmm. We got a chance. We did not think we were going to be here where we are right now. We did not think we were going to beat DeGrom and Scherzer in a short series. And we did, and we're in it. I know the Dodgers have kicked our ass for the last season or two. But you know what? doesn't matter. All we have to do is win three of these next five. That's it. We don't mm-hmm. have to be. We don't have to come back from a fourteen to five hole. We just got to beat them three times before they beat us mm-hmm. three times. That's it. That would be my number one thought. You know what my second thought would be? Fernando Tatis screwed us. Oh yeah, I was saying about that yesterday. He absolutely oh, yeah. screwed us oh, because yeah. this team, as currently constructed, is good. With that dude, 
you're really good because instead of Machado, Soto, Bell, a little Cronenworth thrown in there, yeah. Grisham's hot, Profar's yeah. okay. Now you've got another MVP level talent in the middle of that lineup. And because dude had ringworm, is that the story that we landed on? That he got a little ringworm and needed a cream to get rid of that? He's gone. And at the time when it happened, the Padres were going nowhere. The Soto deal was was not successful. Bell was not playing well. Hater was terrible. It felt like, yeah, whatever. They're not going anywhere. Now, it feels really good. Well, it's all, listen, it's all for this moment. Peter Seidler, the owner of the Padres, talked about how he spent a lot of time saying, like, look, you don't make moves like this unless you're trying to just beat this Goliath two hours north of you. There's no way. Listen, there's no recipe to beat the Dodgers. Maybe you get lucky. Maybe a couple of things go your way. But what you can't have is a dude that you were depending on, which is why you went out and made that trade. I saw some article yesterday. And it was just like so irrelevant. It's, oh, hey, the Padres, they won three playoff games. So they're now guaranteed at least three more games, which means Tatis would come back by April 26 or whatever it was. I'm like, you think anybody cares about that? You think all of a sudden knocking three more games out, I'm with you, that there was a reason why I think a lot of this trade had gone down is because Tatis was coming back. Bro, it's a different ballgame now. It really is. It's a different ballgame. And I'm not telling you that the Padres would have their chances go up significantly against the Dodgers, but you got three real bats that are there. That's One of them's not there. I think the Dodgers win the series. I think they win it in four games. I think the Padres grab one somewhere in there, but I, I don't think it's a long series. I don't think it goes the distance. But I, you got to give the Padres a lot of credit. We, we talk about this all the time. The okay. Dodgers have built this thing that's almost impossible to replicate because they have this wallet that's unmatched. And they spend it and deploy it wisely. They they don't spend it recklessly. But when there's something expensive they want, they go get it. Ah, oh, Mookie, sure, come on over. Hey, Freddie, yeah, sure, come on over. They they spend their money when it's time to spend it. They also develop Will Smith, and they develop you know all of the Gavin Lux. They find Chris Taylor and Max Muncie on the scrap heap. They they're just they're really good at every aspect of this. They develop their own megastars and guys like Kershaw and Urias. They just they they don't miss a can, trick. Can I tell you what the Dodgers are real quick? Dodgers are they're that guy that you walked by and you're like. I don't. I can't tell. Does he have money? Does he not have money? Wait. What do you mean he owns that apartment complex and he also owns that one? Yeah, but you would never know. Drives like, a Honda Accord. <laughs> but you, you just know. Like you're not supposed to have money right. and be smart with your money. They are, and they're yeah, great they at development. They're great yeah. at scouting. To try to beat that is a really tough putt, and, and they're really smartly run. What the Padres have done though is probably the next best thing that you can do, which is you know what. They have an owner that's willing to spend some money, and they have a general manager, an A.J. Preller, who's like, you know what? I'm going to go big, man. I'm not going to nibble around the edges. I'm not going to say, hey, wait till this kid who's 17 years old from the Dominican Republic shows up. He's going to change everything. It's like, you know what? Let's go give Manny Machado $300 million. Mm. Hey, you know what? Let's lock Tatis up while we can. Let's get Snell. Let's get Darvish. Let's pull the trigger mm. on a monster deal for Josh Hader. And, oh, by the way, let's pull the trigger on a monster deal for Juan Soto a couple of days after that. They've done everything they can. Now, they're still not the Dodgers, but I deeply respect what they're mm. going about doing and how they're trying to compete because you can't do what the Dodgers do. Nobody can. Maybe the Yankees. But what the Padres are doing are at least making it interesting. They've spent a lot of money. They've made a lot of maneuvers. And we'll see. It's not the best hand at the table, but you went all in. And 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 you're you a pair. You're now depending on can I 
not bully my way, but can somebody say, what the hell does he have? No way he has that. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of, you could say, where the Padres are. They've they've done a really good job, all things considered, other than somebody needs to get a hand on Tatis and say, hey, dude, this is your profession. They're giving you $300 million. You want to get on board with the program? Dodgers don't have a dude like that. And, and when they have one, they remove them very quickly. Mm-hmm. You get a Puig, eh, no, nope, he ain't about that. Get him out of here. Trevor Bauer, yep, great, yep, 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 get him out of here. I don't think they have the uh, the luxury of doing that in San Diego. That too. They're so dependent on one dude. I'm just glad that Tatis got ringworm. That's all I'm saying. I'm just, that that, that ringworm flare-up happened at exactly He'll be right back time. April 26th. I'm like, against the Brewers Why are you on guys counting when he comes back next year? He's going to destroy the Reds in the third <laughs> series of the, uh, the season next year. The dump is coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. I think you should make your own Padre rap video. I think. Look here, I got my iPhone right here. We're streaming yeah. oh, on the ESPN. Yeah. Uh, I'm all over YouTube it. channel. I, I have to send it to you. Just freestyle a little bit. I have to send it to you. <laughs> I think it was John at Huntington Beach that sent it. Um, yeah, not good. Yeah, don't do that. All right. So we talked about it yesterday. I'm going to say 70, 75 percent Cowboy fans at SoFi yesterday. Yeah. Petco Park game three. What's the ratio? Because I. What's the series? It's. 2-0? 2-0. I think there's a difference with the series. Okay. Two, let's do them both. 2-0. 2-0, I think... 2-0 Dodgers. Let's specify. 2-0 Dodgers. <laughs> I think 50% Dodger fans. I think that's about right. I live about halfway between Dodger Stadium yeah. and Petco Park, and when the Dodgers play down in San Diego, I'll go once or twice a year to watch a game down there. It's almost always more Dodger but fans can I, than Padres Can fans. I tell you something? <clears throat> that's more of a compliment. Like, Dodgers go to Arizona... Um, Dodgers go to anywhere, frankly. the Rockies. They go. They, they they pull, and now all of a sudden it's a playoff game. You're only two hours away. If it's the series is tied one apiece, I'd say forty percent Dodger fans. Yeah, in that game three. In game three, if it's one apiece, it's one apiece. One apiece, you're going to get more fans, fans that are holding dig. on. They'll, they'll dig though. <laughs> They're like hundred, no, two hundred, no, three hundred. Ah, uh, yeah, you might be got right three fifty. <laughs> yeah, listen, listen how go. different that is. A Rams game. There's only two friends. The, the Lakers and the Dodgers can do this. Listen, we're accustomed to it with the Lakers. The Lakers, they go to a Phoenix Suns game. They go across the country to Atlanta to go play the Hawks. Go see what it looks like. It's all Lakers. Not fans. too many franchises have that. Aroldis Chapman will not pitch for the Yankees in the next series because he missed a mandatory workout. Um, this whole thing, you know what this whole thing started? He, he just skipped it. Basically, he and Aaron Boone had a conversation. Okay. And Chapman said to him, Hey, am I going to be on the roster? And Boone basically went, I don't know. I haven't made my decision. He said, So he decided to skip it, basically, for their hand they started to have a falling out because he missed time because he got a tattoo that got infected and was mm. unable to pitch and was really never quite the same after that so if any dodger players are planning on getting tattooed let's wait till now, um let's wait a couple months just make sure that november the 15th go get nice one clean yeah just yeah. get it done just get it done during basketball season yeah. just just hold off on that although i love the uh team first mentality there yeah i mean you're not wrong but Half the guys on okay, these can, teams are there because can they, I give they you an example? Jay Crowder of the Suns. Yeah. So Lakers were playing down in Phoenix. Actually, I didn't know this. I wasn't really paying that close attention. He's not playing for the Suns right now. You want to know why he's not playing? It's not that he's an unrestricted free agent. He's an unrestricted free agent next season. But because the Suns told him you're not starting, Cam Johnson starting, he said, "Cool, I'm not going to show up to anything. Go ahead and trade me." I want to go have an opportunity to play minutes somewhere else so I could go get a contract, not this year, the following year. That's a good team player. This is where you and I diverge. 
I, you're not wrong. This is their occupation. But it's a bad look for him, even sure for another squad. Sure. Well, yes and no. If he can play, he can play. They'll mm-hmm. plug him in there. You know, this is just one of those. I. You could argue it's a bad deal because if he doesn't play, his value could potentially go down. But half the guys are on these teams because that's who paid them the most money full stop. I, I think I think he has his quality. I think he know you know what you get from that specific player. I don't know. Albert Pujols played his final game in the major leagues, one of the great major league careers you're ever going to see. An extraordinary run, over 700 uh, career home runs. I believe he finished second all-time in career RBIs. An extraordinary career for Albert, and he says he's going to finish out his personal services contract with the Angels. So here's what that means, Al. When he signed that deal with the Angels for 10 years, I think it was like $240 million, so Mm -hmm. a crazy amount of money. He has one Um, more appearance left at... Dick Sporting Goods. No, he's got like 10-year personal service contract with him on the back end of this. Oh, wow. And everybody was thinking, okay, at the end of the line, you know, Artie Moreno's selling the team that maybe he won't, you know, he'll just got everybody will just kind of go, you know, I just score. So he's like, no, no, I'm here for it. He's, they they got to pay him to do it. It's part of the contract. But Albert Pujols, so what's the personal? Rate, it, what's the personal service? Probably services, show you know? up at events, probably be a part of them when they need somebody, whether it's a golf tournament or, uh, you know, a charity fundraiser, that he's a part of the organization i don't know if there's a person alive who thinks of albert pools mm. and goes angel great albert pools nobody that's awkward super awkward yeah it's awkward i mean he's such a legend in st louis i think he's actually more popular with dodger fans than he probably is with angel fans i don't think there's any question <laughs> funny i think he, I, I think he was on the dodgers for like dodger, eight weeks dodger got <laughs> dodgers got him for you know what was it a few hundred thousand dollars they got him for the league minimum okay <laughs> The Angels paid the whole thing, and he has no history with the Angels. <laughs> That's unbelievable. And then went you can't make to, that up. Then went back to St. Louis, Louis this year, and it was great. Twenty four, I think he finished with twenty four home runs. Because remember, it's like yeah, St. Louis, it'll be a victory tour. He's dang, no way he gets to seven hundred seven hundred three. I think is how what he quick were with. the Cardinals out of it? Well, when you blow two run leads in the ninth inning, that not that the ninth inning is anything I'm concerned about, Alan. Now, I'm not. I'm not worried. You're worried. <laughs> Just every uh, please have a six run lead. Please have a five run lead. I'm going to channel my buddy Keyshawn, who would always say, "I don't like Kenley with a one run lead. Just give him a three run lead." I agree with that. Yes, just give him a three run lead. Um, Edwin Diaz getting the uh, music down for nothing. It's still one of my favorite moments of Major League Baseball <laughs> history. That they still is just played great. It when they got eliminated, that after the the last out of the game was made. Da, 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 he gives up da, that single. Da, da, to, he gives da, da. up that single to Soto. Two runs score. They just start playing it. They're like, "Hey, we got to keep milking this. We have a sponsorship around it. Time and place." Yeah. By the way, maybe he's like, "Look, this is the last time I ever pitching for you guys. So make sure you hit." He's a free agent at the end of the season, so mm. he could be gone. Um, Degrom could be gone. Yeah, the Mets could look very different all of a sudden. Tom Brady and the Bucks were basically gifted a win yesterday. Uh, he got tackled. He got tackled. Yeah. And they threw a roughing the passer penalty, saying that they threw him to the ground. That he swung him. Yeah. He, he didn't. By the way, he didn't swing him. No, he he actually kind of gently placed set him. him on the ground. He placed him on the ground. Jerome Boger throws the penalty. Yeah. Said that he did unnecessarily flung him to the ground. Uh, Cordero Patterson has already changed his Twitter profile pic to uh, Jerome Boger, which is a pretty great way to troll a guy without saying anything along the way. Here, here's my thing. Yeah. I get it. We saw what happened with Tua. Super scary. Um, you see Matthew Stafford got knocked around badly yesterday. Um, Jalen Ramsey hit Cooper Rush pretty good yesterday. And it's scary. The, the quarterbacks make this league go. I get it. But if that's a penalty, 
mm-hmm. let's just play flag football for the quarterback. So well, that, I, that can't be a penalty in the universe. Is it safe to say no one else gets that call but Brady? Rodgers might get it. Mahomes might get it. Um, but the list is short. See what I mean? That it was just it was also specific yeah, to that out. quarterback. But if I, so basically, what you're saying is I'm not allowed to sack Tom Brady. Oh no, no, it's it's ridiculous, and it you know cost the Falcons actually being in the game, having a chance to win the game. Maybe, maybe but it's, but not only was it absolutely ridiculous, it was also Tom Brady, and I think that factors into it. If as well. you go to the Super Bowl, let's say three times, win at least one of those Super Bowls, and are on a Hall of Fame trajectory, you are no longer allowed to be tackled. Here's your set of flags. Two sir. hand touch. Go back there and Two hand uh, touch. play a little football. It was it was weird. Yeah. Uh SC, UCLA, both won their games. They're both six and zero. Oh. Who are you buying more at this point? Because UCLA hasn't really oh. played anybody, but they beat Utah. Who yeah. We all agree at least decent enough. Washington, that win they had Friday, they lost to ASU, so that wins out. SC has literally beaten nobody so far this season. So I'm going to give like if you said these two squads go up against each other, I'm going to give the edge to USC. But UCLA is the story. You know, it really is. Like it's so impressive to see them. Um, six and zero at this point. Their next game, it's at Oregon, right? Yes, they have a bye this weekend, and then at Oregon, and then SC's at at Utah. I, I think. Look, I, I give them all the freaking credit in the world. We've been joking around about them. Now, do I expect them to go to Oregon and win? I don't. Okay, so they come out and they have one loss on their schedule. It's pretty damn good season. Pretty damn good start. The the draw for SC got they, they got a little unlucky. Like you would almost prefer that, that Utah, Utah beat win yeah. that game at UCLA because now they they're a two loss team. They're coming off of a conference. It looks loss. worse if you lose. They're at home, and it's not as strong as if you win. How did we get to twelve fifty four on mm-hmm. Monday before I just discovered that this was the day that Boogie Nights came out in nineteen ninety seven? I feel like that yeah. could have been the entire show. You know what, Emily? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to IMDb. I want you to recalibrate it so that Boogie Nights comes out on October 11th instead of the 10th, All and right. we can do it tomorrow. I'll do that. I need to talk about the Colonel. I need to talk about Dirk. I got there's a lot of people that I need to talk about. I did this on purpose because it may be uncomfortable, but I knew you would want to see it. it it's an un- Mace. You look excited for Boogie oh, Nights. Oh, Boogie Nights, classic man. Paul Thomas Anderson, one of the best. What? Best directors out there. And it is like scary, point. hilarious, creepy, depressing, yep. um, outrageously funny at really some points. And Burt Reynolds, Burt Reynolds, John C. Riley, uh, Julianne Moore Ju- is great in that. Julianne Moore, come what on. What about man. Heather Graham on roller skates? Roller girl. Yeah. Hey man, take it easy. I'll watch girl. it again tonight. <laughs> they just, just get in a full analysis it tomorrow. Just left Netflix. Oh really? Oh, did it on September 30th? Ah. It was the last day on Netflix. Maybe it's on Prime or something. Somebody took it. Yeah, somebody. It'll be there for sure. Streaming Little, somewhere. Super crosstalk. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> That's what that was yesterday. So I don't know if we've done this. But I want to start with a tweet on super crosstalk. Okay. You ready for this? Because this ready. this may be just so on point and accurate and yet oddly unfulfilling okay it's from john smith boom shaka says it's not the law of averages trav it's just the rams bill coming due this is the cost of saying f them picks nobody in the pipeline to replace veterans they won so it's all worth it is it that simple well i mean i think there's an element of that uh you know they have gone all in for year after year after year and all their moves paid off like almost without exception until now until now alan robinson huge mistake where is robert woods 
when you need them. Hmm. Um, now, I don't know if that necessarily makes up for the offensive line and as bad as they are. And Logan Bruss got hurt, uh, who was their top draft pick this last year from Wisconsin. I, I'm not sure if that necessarily makes But the, the line play is so bad. You can stick all this on Matthew Stafford. And there are, there are moments where he doesn't necessarily make great throws in sure. tough situations. But, but he also has no time to but make any decision. No time. Yeah. He's John, been is sacked. it as simple as that? What happened the last time the Rams made the Super Bowl? What happened the next year? Nine and nine and seven. seven. That's probably what these guys are. You thought? Yeah. Uh, you know. I would take that. Nine, nine, nine and eight might get <laughs> nine you in the and back eight door. might get you in the play. I would nine and eight might get you in the back nine, door. They but didn't you, make the playoffs that year, but nine and eight might get in. I will take your your rosy, optimistic view. I, I think they could finish there. I mean, but the line is a huge. I'm with you guys. The line, and I, I, by the way, I, I disagree with Mason. I wouldn't even blame Allen Robinson. You can have Jerry Rice there. Matthew Stafford has no time to throw. The I don't ball. know. Two out. Well, here's what I'll say about this. So, John, I, I watched. I spent a good time yesterday just watching Allen Robinson. Okay, just to see like right. what, what the hell's going on. He's not open. Hmm. I, he's yeah. just even when on the plays where there is sufficient protection to let something develop to look down the field, and when they do get the ball, he's two yards down the field. I mean, even Tyler Higby's getting down the field. Skoranek gets down the field a little bit. Cup is a totally different. Robinson actually he's makes nowhere. catches two yards. I mean, two yards receptions and then gets tackled right yards. away. Exactly. It's, it's a. It's not. It's not a great feeling. Yeah, no, it's bad. It's just it's bad. Uh, it was a rough game. It was a rough game. Quite a few cowboy fans. There a lot year. of cowboy oh, know, fans. So, okay, I've very Mason. What break percentage wise? Break I got it down. already got a number from Trav. Okay. I'm going to use I've the got, number. I guarantee you, Mason. I'm going to use the number you gave me yesterday. Right now. Here we okay. go. What, what was the What was the breakdown? Sixty-five uh, percent cowboys fans. All right, number he gave me yesterday with a question mark was 75% Cowboy fans. You today he said, today said 70, 70 so I'm surprised you even admitted well, it. Didn't you tweet you thought it was 50? No, no. I saw, By the way, Cowboy fans were not, I, I think they were there. They were not as loud as, for example, Buffalo They're fans not as obnoxious were. They're as not as obnoxious fans. as Buffalo. Like yeah. the Cowboy it's fans. Like the, wow. That's the compliment. I, I can't believe I'm saying this. Cowboy oh fans gosh. were actually pretty decent to deal they, with they, well they were in control of the game the entire time which always makes something a, a so, little bit more something, fun what's going on here happening. oh my goodness michael roth in the michael house roth here. Is here. We have here the mayor of la live and there is a lot of food here there all are wow. five dogs in this pan that i'm looking at here Mike. damn what, what else am i oh yeah oh look corn at Wait, a little wait a crema, a little bacon. Oh, here's how Hollywood I'm. Where's my mic? Okay. There <laughs> no. you go. There you go. <laughs> so we are, we're speak into it. Okay. So okay, there you go. That, that helps. There you go. So we start. You can all sit our, too if you'd like. We start all of our seasons um, tomorrow with the Kings opening night. Yep. And uh, we are launching today and unveiling a lot of our new our new uh, things at Staples Center. We have our three-year renovation project that kicked off over the summer. Phase one was completed now. We have a brand new um, renovated chairman's club. By the way, did you just call it Staples, Staples Center? Thanks you for of all people. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so at crypto.com arena. Yeah. Rewind the tape. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, oh, remove it. Uh, yeah, I don't feel so bad about making that mistake once again. The, ma the main concourse. Uh, uh, Impact Sports Bar and Grill with a suite level looks uh, totally different. All of our and we've we've changed several of our refreshment stands, beginning with LA's own Dirt Dog. We have two stands on the main concourse. These are Dirt Dogs here. People have gone to their restaurants all over town. Will know this. So, one, the, Michael, I have yes. a question that could could Please. turn this segment completely sideways. Okay, these are not the people that are making the dogs at Dodger Stadium, are they? Because uh, Mason I, hates those hot I, dogs. We, 
Travis hates him. I'm with Mace. <laughs> I, I heard the whole debate. He's a great. So this one is the Esquita dog, which is a bacon-wrapped hot dog with roasted corn, chili flakes, crema, and limes. Yes, with Those, a little cilantro garnish, and it's not only wrapped in bacon, it also has bacon bits on the top. So oh, I'm coming somebody, over there. Somebody talk. Okay. I'm coming over there. Those would be the house dogs with an <laughs> onion and pepper mix featuring three sauces: mayo, relish, and mustard. Uh, Plano crema sp- special sauce and of course bacon. Yes. And those and, and the key thing here, <laughs> these are not regular. Buns. Take a bite in. These are lobster out. rolls. Oh, so wow. Yeah. Got our and lobster rolls. Right. was going in. Let's you see. went in already. I've already gone in. All right. Yeah. So what's the verdict? Uh, it's quite good. Mace, we're in good shape. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're in good shape. So, it is not. It this is, is so for Steve it, Mason. We are going to send somebody over to his home tonight to serve him in bed yeah. because we understand you would eat this in habits. bed. That would get all over your sheets. Absolutely, everything in bed. Ugh. And then you know Just we got ridiculous. more things coming next year, the year after. It is, it is like you know you got to keep up. We're twenty three years old. It's a brand new. It's it's going to look sure. like a wow. Crypto.com Arena is twenty three years old. We're old. All of us are old. I remember when you gave me a tour of that place. We were walking around in hard hats. Yeah, that was that was twenty three years ago. Yeah. I, I you look my my 25 year anniversary is next month. Oh wow! Wow! So yeah, I was a youngster when you gave me a tour of that place. You were, I you was were still just, are. They, you he gave had me dark one of those hair. Little kid uh, hard, <laughs> hard hats, hats, hard yeah. hats. Made you wear the long pants and 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 the, <laughs> and the close shoes. Toe shoes. Very good. We've all been through it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, no, that, delicious. By the way, really, really and I good. I think we're really getting good. new chairs for the broadcast crew. Beautiful. Oh, well, that's everything to every that. Lakers fan. That dog with the bacon bits and the roasted corn and the crema. Yeah, I'm, is next level. You just <laughs> want to take that, that tray off. This is great. Fantastic. So, and by the way, when you're in the bowl, you'll see these two huge, Thank giant you. video screens on the south wall. With stats and new video, oh nice! It, you, you won't miss it anywhere. And okay. Then, oh, we see ask, that. Can I yeah. ask a question? Oh, anything you want. John. All right. The new configuration. By the way, the new video boards. The three the ribbon boards are, and the two are video spectacular. boards. Spectacular. Provided by Toshiba. Okay. Can mm-hmm. you put in a request to your friends at Toshiba? Sure. Bring back the time of day clock. Is this a, is this is this a sticking point you know, with them? No, do they do you not want, Are you guys like a Vegas casino? You don't want people to, do to know what the no, time no, 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 no. should know what time it is. Do you know? I noticed that the first time the other night, and I kept I, I like kept doing circles to do it. I think something's being done to remedy it. Okay, good. It's but each team the ribbon the boards look but good. But by the way, each team controls what goes really on good. every inch of every board in there. So you know if you you, you know people so the I, Lakers don't you? I do. Okay, Al, how's the uh, lobster roll? Excellent. Over there? Really Got good. lobster rolls rocking it. Did you get a bite yet? I can never eat during the show. I always have to Isn't do the show on an easy? empty stomach. It's easy. You just get. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, you, you may want to muscle through. I'm like the anti. I'm the anti Fantastic. Yeah. Well. Uh, so what else? What else? so the boards, the the new food. What is going to happen in the next this three years? Change the well, way I order the, hot dogs. The coolest thing <laughs> really in two years. You know the city view terrace up on top. Yeah. You're outside looking at the city. Yep. We're blowing away the wall between the terrace and the arena. So you essentially one level. You'll walk in from the bar. All the way to the rail, looking down on the court. It's one wow. indoor outdoor club, cool. and, and the tunnel club between the Lakers and the Clippers locker room. When we have more space freeze up, it's going to be a new club. You'll start at the main concourse, go downstairs. When the Lakers and the Kings and the teams walk out of their locker rooms, they'll walk by this club 
with an open door. Oh, nice. You can literally like mm. high, high five, five. Kind of like a Cowboys vibe that they do at exactly. Cowboys Stadium. That's kind of like uh, LAFC, too. You can yeah. high five guys as they're coming out. And the all the, That's fantastic. All, you know, but every inch of the concourses are being redone. We've done the exteriors on the, on the suite levels this year. We'll do the rest of it next year. And, you you, you, you know, you got to do top to bottom when you're when you've been around that long. And, no, it's funny. Everybody says, did you really need it? But they also said, like, did you need to move from the from the other place? So Right, you know, right. I mean. No, I, it's a, that building has aged very well. You know um, why? Because I can't, I can't believe it's 23 years because old. Because we're privately owned, and Mr. Anschutz every year invests several millions of dollars. So you guys have been keeping it up the whole time. Because it's his investment. But now yeah. it's like, you know, over, well over $100 million for the over the next three years. Whoever invested in those hot dogs, uh, that's good work. Wrapped dogs, yeah, that's good that's, work. Give that person, you know. A raise. And have you had, have you had the Ludo Bird uh, the ch- sandwiches, the fried chicken sandwiches from Ludo Lefebvre? No, bring those tomorrow. Okay, <laughs> yeah, but I do love me a good fried chicken sandwich. Okay, that's probably enough They're to get me on. We eat way too well at this radio station. Fantastic. Yeah. So, thank you, Mike. Awesome, well, man. You know what? We got to take care of it because I, I, Alan and I talked last night. We, we're serving these to some other people, but you guys are on the air working as hard as can be. And we wouldn't get you over when the, when they were done. I wish we could say we were working that hard, but uh, but we'll take it. We'll take that, Michael. Bringing America entertainment, <laughs> sports knowledge, yes. everything they need to know. Yeah. And if America, they don't need to know, not LA. Alan Sliwa <laughs> bringing serving. America <laughs> yep. entertainment. See, love that. Well, we're on YouTube. Not to overhype them. That's we're, the we're, we're going to break YouTube now, right? <laughs> sure. That's right. There, you go. there you go. We may there already go. have. All right. Cheers. I'll Thank see you. Awesome, man. Thank, Thank you, Michael. You Thank you, Michael. Great stuff. Excellent. This uh, hot dog is insane. If you're at uh, Crypto.com really Arena this year, try all the new food and uh, and I haven't seen the uh, video boards yet, but John, they're great. They're awesome. Yeah. They just need the time. Yeah. Time of day. John, did you squeeze your lime on top yeah. of that dog? Because I did. that takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah, and the corn yeah, is like insane. It's terrific. Now, there are people behind the glass. Yes, people behind the glass. Point, let them come in and nah. leave. Yes. Yes. We'll see about that. We'll take care I don't know. It yeah. feels unlikely. I'm taking this tray home. Right. That's up to you. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael. This is dinner and breakfast for tomorrow. I was going to say, they brought me a pan with five of these dogs, as far as I can tell. Your reputation preceded you. Doggy bag. <laughs> I'm telling you, Mace, whoever is in charge of this yeah, needs good. to get the account at Dodger Stadium. That's the real thing. That's the real thing. You know what I was thinking about with that account at Dodger Stadium thing? All right. Money, really, at the end of the day, is what talks. Sure. sure. Um, if you would have said to me 15 years ago, the Dodgers, the Dodgers, who are like a local community treasure, are going to be off broadcast TV for seven years. And you're not going to be able to watch Finn Scully in 60% of the city. Hmm. I would have bet my house that you're wrong. That somebody over there would say, no, it's too important. But they got so much money from Spectrum yep. that they said, it's too much money to turn down. We'll let that thing work. Hmm. Same thing with the hot dog. You think the Farmer same thing John, with the hot dog? Farmer John was a staple that everybody had come to love easternmost in quality westernmost in flavor and somebody go. came in and gave them the proverbial offer i don't know who's doing the hot dogs now tellies but gave them the proverbial oh, offer I'm they can't refuse <laughs> <laughs> irrelevant to what anybody thought it was so much money that they just said all right done yeah come on in done 
doesn't matter that people don't like them. It's right. too much money. It's too much, and people are still getting them. But this right. is this is a, a far better. I experience. think the dogs at uh, SoFi are pretty good. The city I link dogs. I haven't had pretty good. Those nice yet. greasy dog. Yeah, oh, I like a little, little snap. Little, little snap on the case. Yeah, there is a little snap. Yeah, yeah it's important. It's good. These are, it's the little things. By the way, just go outside the stadium. Plenty of hot dogs waiting for you. There are. They I'm, I'm glad they do that. Like for example, after every I was at USC Saturday. After every USC game, I always get a uh, bacon wrap. Do they get you? Do they get you with a like? What's your strategy? Yeah. Once they start clicking the tongs, I'm like, all right, here we go. Yeah. No, I'm I'm like, throw everything in there. There's a throw everything in there. Those folks outside of SoFi Mm -hmm. when when you walk. Oh, there are. You can't go ten feet without hitting another one. It's and I like to hand. I always like to say that one. Yeah. Like I know exactly which one I want. That one. I'm picking not you. Yeah. I want the one. Mace actually touches it and puts it in the bun. He's like, that's mine. That one's mine. This is perfect. Real quick. Let me make an observation about that football game last night. I think if I was an NFL general manager that I would pay whatever it took to keep Justin Tucker. I mean, if I had to pay him left tackle money, I would do it. I don't know if I'd pay him quarterback money. I don't know if anybody would, but I would make him a top five paid player on my team. Five yeah, paid I made, like, player? About, maybe, here's the only people I would pay before Justin Tucker. I'd pay the quarterback. I'd pay the left tackle. I'd pay a wide receiver. Well, the coach is a different animal. Okay. But in terms of – I, he is, to me, the best kicker in the history of the NFL. Yeah. I think so. And he the is. closest thing to automatic that you can find – and he's such a weapon. Like, for example, if Cleveland would have had Justin Tucker, Chargers lose. Yeah. If the okay. Rams would have had Justin Tucker, Matt Gay missed that field. Matt Gay's been great. Justin Tucker's not missing that field goal. Probably not. He, I mean, every time you see Although game, Matt Gay's been great. He has been good. Every time, he just, Justin Tucker just doesn't miss. He doesn't miss. And it's... It's not just that he doesn't miss. He doesn't miss from 60 yards away. He's, he's got unbelievable range when it comes to those sorts of things. Very very quickly, Mace, yes. before I duck out, and John... Good break for the Dodgers that they get the Padres, or is this setting up like the proverbial I, team that has nothing to lose? Great break. I, I I said this to you guys on Friday. I get that the Mets are better. I get that all three games are at Citibank Field. Yeah. I, I, it's a huge advantage, and and they've earned it by having the better record. Al, why do I feel like the Padres are going to win that series? What? Yep. What? Uh, yep. And let me let me really okay, really let me uh, address something, Sliwa. You said on the show earlier. Yeah. You started a sentence with. I know the Padres don't have a chance. They absolutely have a chance. Oh, yeah, chance. the chance is not zero. They, uh, if you overlook the Padres at your own peril, they they didn't just beat the Mets. They hammered them. They scored 17 runs in two games, in the two games that they won. And they did it against Max Scherzer on the, in the first game. I, the Padres scare me. I, hmm. I, I think the Dodgers are going to win. I do, too. But would I be shocked if the, the Padres are – Mason says this all the time. Once a playoff start, it's not the best team that wins. It's the hot team. Yep. Can I and they look like the hot team. They, they are the hot team, and I want to throw one more thing in there, too. Beware of the guy that's got nothing to lose. That That is a dangerous guy, whether it's a, a right. boxing thing, a football, whatever it is. When Effin, nobody's expecting us to nobody's win. Red Sox go down three we're, to nothing. They're doing shots in the locker we're room. We're already yeah. at mm. the point where the, the Padres have had, even if the Dodgers beat them 10 to nothing three games in a row. Right. It's a good season for the Padres. Absolutely. They had a successful year, and now it's, a hey, let's just let it hang out. Let's just see what happens sure. next. That is a so scary is, but situation. But isn't it, isn't it safe to say 
you couldn't have asked for a better setup for the Dodgers. They win the division. They're not in a division race. Everybody's healthy. Yep. They got all the, re- all the rest that they needed. The, the better setup pitching. is the Phillies beat the, the Braves. That's the next step yeah, in this. But, but to, to, to kind of even hesitate like there is some fear with the Padres. It's not fear. It's just, just think, up, think about the Dodgers setup. That the Cardinals laid an egg. I, I, the I Cardinals, the Cardinals, the Cardinals way. All the, you know, everybody's saying, Yachty, Molina, Pulitz, good riddance. Out in two games. Amen. Yep. See, hey, look, yeah, I, I don't think I can say cocky so bastards. Say, I'm not a cardinal person at all. In Take any that, Kamenetsky's. Yeah, <laughs> screw your team. Kamenetsky was in here last week while they were blowing that lead. They were up two. Oh, that must have been fun they to see up close. It's sad, Cam. Sort of, Cam, yeah, it just sort of wasted away. <laughs> I like it, poor Cam. All right, Mason and Island coming up next. Al and I'll see you tomorrow.